It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is a look at right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous show for you, a show that is going to be chock and locked and loaded with a bunch of guests. Patrick Everson does an absolutely terrific job. Take a look at a little bit of everything across Vegas. He's going to be joining me a little bit later on in the hour. We've got some movement with regards to the NBA futures market with just all the hoopla that we're seeing with free agency, and you know what? Kevin Durant might be going elsewhere. Might he be going to the West Coast? Might he be staying out there on the East Coast? Might he be going to the Live Golf Tour? We have absolutely no idea. So we're going to be talking about that with him. And then in hour number two, this UFC fight card for this weekend is going to be incredible. So we've got Dan Vreeland. He's going to be joining me in hour number two. He does a great job with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Just so in tune with regards to the MMA. We're going to be looking at all these massive fights with him. And we're also going to be looking a little bit forward to the NFL with Matt Landis as well. He does a great job. Take a look at the NFL futures market. So we're going to be taking a look at a few season wins for him. Any ancillary sort of markets that he's taking a look at in terms of the NFL. And then we're going to be chatting with Dan Titus. Does a great job over there at the Action Network. We're going to be just talking about the madness that we're seeing in terms of NBA free agency as well. So we've got a quadrant of guests that are going to be coming up. And we've got no shortage of sports to talk about. They often talk about July, very early August as well, being sort of the dead time in terms of the sports, in terms of the sports calendar. And well, for those of you guys out there on the East Coast, it is officially July 1st. For those of us out West, 
We've got about two hours left in June, but boy, I mean, we wound up seeing it, A. We've got the two teams from Los Angeles in terms of college sports. They're going to be heading to the Big Ten in a few years. We've got Kevin Durant perhaps looking at a different destination. Where he's going to be going, we don't know. Is he going to be staying perhaps in Brooklyn? That is a big old TBD, but we've got no shortage of things that are going to be popping up. But one thing that was really a takeaway from everything that we wound up seeing on Thursday is I think that the question becomes now for those of us that are going to be handicapping a lot of these games involving these Los Angeles schools. And for that matter as well, it's not just the LA schools that are involved with this conference or alignment for those of us that wind up gauging low to mid-major college basketball. We have seen sort of the ripple effects of realignment in terms of college sports, because we all give a bunch of shine to how the big 12 is going to be different for the 2023 year, Oklahoma and Texas joining the sec now you've got UCLA, USC. They are going to be joining the Big Ten starting in the 2024 year. But what also winds up happening as a result of this is Conference USA is going to be looking vastly different for the next few years to come. For those of us that love college basketball, the WAC, they wind up adding Southern Utah. They've got a little bit of a new complexion to themselves as well. You're able to go on down the list of these conferences that aren't going to be looking the same. As a matter of fact, there's 32 college basketball conferences. I think that I can wind up using both of my hands to count how many conferences will not be changed over the next two years. So it has been absolutely ridiculous to see. And that leads to the question, how do you wind up gauging home court advantage? Because we wind up seeing it in all different sports and every different sport winds up having sort of its different ebbs and flows, I think is the best way to go about it. Because we even wind up seeing it with the Stanley Cup that wound up wrapping up. Typically when it comes to the NHL in terms of the playoffs, you don't wind up seeing home ice wind up meaning as much as it did this season we wound up seeing in the NBA. It was quite meaningful in terms of the playoffs as well. Now, unfortunately, we didn't wind up having a lot of games in the NBA playoffs land on the point spread. That was just very unfortunate to see a lot of blowouts in terms of that postseason. But now we're going to be gauging teams like USC, UCLA, having to make a road trip out to Wisconsin and Minnesota, for instance. And we're going to have to see the vice versa sort of scenario in which You've got teams like Rutgers having to go from west, from east to west, having to play against those California schools. And I think that this is going to be something really interesting to take a look at because I've had the opportunity to be able to take a look at some of these sort of home and road swings, home and road swings when it comes to college basketball because we've seen it with the WAC in recent years. A school like Chicago State, for instance, they wound up having to play against New Mexico State. They would have to play against Cal Baptist, schools like that. And typically what I find is that these schools that, for instance, we're going to take the Big Ten year with the two schools from California joining into the mix, the schools that aren't in the state of California, your Wisconsin's, your Minnesota's, the schools out there in Michigan, Ohio State, you wind up having one weekend where they're going to have to go to the West Coast, for instance, for college basketball. In terms of football, they might wind up just wind up playing USC and UCLA sort of in ro- one road swing, maybe for like two weeks. This is obviously a lot of subject to change, but you could wind up seeing one of those. And those are the schools are a little bit less affected because you only wind up having to do it once. Think about what is going to have to happen for a school like USC. Think about what's going to have to happen for a school like UCLA. You wind up hitting the road. You wind up having to play, let's say like Rutgers and Maryland one weekend. You then wind up having to fly back because you have to fly there. And then you wind up having to go back 
And then you might wind up having either a road trip the next week or you wind up spending a little bit of time at home before then you wind up having to go to the good hearty Midwest in like Wisconsin and Minnesota in the months of January and February, which myself being someone from the great state of Wisconsin, going from the great city of Los Angeles where the weather is always very nice to Wisconsin in January slash February, that's a little bit of a wake-up call. I wound up having to travel to Wisconsin for a wedding in the middle of February. Going from Los Angeles to, or going from Las Vegas to Wisconsin in the middle of the month of February in a squall was not necessarily so terrific. I was freezing my rear end off when I was taking pictures. So that was not necessarily so great. But I do think that this is going to be something that is going to be of just utmost importance when it comes to being able to gauge a lot of these. We're going to get a little bit of a taste of it this season in terms of realignment. But when it comes to gauging college sports, that is certainly going to be something that is going to be on the minds of us. And good news is we've got a little bit of time to be able to figure it out because the college sports season, it has pretty much wrapped up with things wind up going down in Omaha with regards to the baseball championships. So we're all good there, but this is going to be something in which it's not going to be necessarily a, I guess you'd call it, it's not going to be a scenario in which I think that we're going to get the hard data on it right away. It's going to need to be a little bit changed around as we wind up seeing it. It's going to be a lot of by feel at the beginning, but once you wind up being able to get a sort of sample size in which you're able to have takeaways from it, I think that it's going to be very important to take a look at it. And it's going to be interesting to see how those results wind up shooting out because I just mentioned it. I think that it's going to affect those California schools a little bit more than those schools out east slash in the Midwest, but could wind up seeing the exact opposite. Something else that we're taking a look at with regards to the West Coast as well is what we're all getting in Major League Baseball right now because even though we only wound up having an eight-game slate on Thursday and for Friday, we're going to have a full 15 games. And as a matter of fact, on Saturday, for those that are going to be taking a look at the baseball slate for the weekend, we're going to have 16 games because there's going to be a double dip between the Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays that is going to be going down. But we did wind up seeing some of the best teams in the league wind up taking center stage on Thursday, and we're talking about sort of handicapping scenarios with regards to travel. We've got a prime one of these when it comes to baseball as well as something that is exclusive to this 2022 season because we all know that Rob Manfred always keeps things all nice and in line. There's never anything that we wind up questioning with Major League Baseball. I mean, the equipment is always on par. All the scheduling spots, they all wind up making sense. We have no issues at all, which is why we had a one-game series on Thursday between the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros. If you want to take the DK Nation pick of the under in that game, well, on coming through very easily. The Houston Astros were able to get the job done by a kind of two-to-one, and I think that many of us are in agreement here that are listening. These are the top two teams right now in the American League. Everyone else, whether it be the Rays and the Blue Jays who are going to be doing battle in a series this weekend, whether it be the Boston Red Sox who are going to be in Chicago this weekend, list goes on and on. You're able to throw out there. Even the Cleveland Guardians, they've been able to play some relatively solid baseball. They wound up having a nice walk-off. The Toronto, the Minnesota Twins, list goes on and on. Who is number three? That's a very good question out there in the American League, but these are clearly the top two teams. But I do think that this is now going to be a interesting sort of swing for both of these teams. Houston, they don't wind up having to travel at all. This is not going to wind up taking a lot out of them. But for the New York Yankees, they're coming off of playing now against the Oakland A's at home for a nice little set. They wind up going to Houston. Now they're going to be going to one of those teams I want to mention in the Cleveland Guardians. And it does wind up posing the question of, once again, 
travel, just playing in these back-to-back sort of circumstances, and we've seen it from time to time. I remember Anthony Rizzo, ironically enough, one of the members of the New York Yankees. He wound up just talking about the Chicago Cubs being the Road Warriors back in the day while he was with that franchise and them trying to be able to get into the postseason where you wind up having the Cubs play, I think it was something like 21 games in 21 days. It might have been 20 days in 21 days. might have been actually 22 days. 22 games in 21 days, but I remember that infamous swing that the Chicago Cubs wound up having, and I think that that is something that is very important to take a look at in terms of Major League Baseball as well, and this is for a New York Yankees team that got 58 home runs in the month of June. I believe that, and this one wound up actually just coming up on the Sports Center broadcast, that's tied for the third most of any team for a month in the history of baseball, and things certainly have been warming up in terms of the totals in Major League Baseball. You wound up seeing the game that the Astros and the Yankees wound up playing go under. And by the way, here's something that has been a big moneymaker for you this season. Houston Astros, unders two-thirds of their games this season have gone under. The bullpen is terrific. The starting pitching has been incredible. The bets need to pick it up a little bit. And if Jordan Alvarez is out for a little bit of a period of time along Jeremy Pena after they wound up colliding in their previous series a few days ago as well, that's something that you might want to be taking a look at, but certainly has been a case in which we've been seeing as the weather has been warming up, the balls have been flying out a little bit more. Once again, we know that there was absolutely nothing done whatsoever in terms of the equipment, things like that, but I do think that that is going to be very fascinating to take a look at. And now that we've got everything in the books from Thursday, let's take a look at what we're seeing with regards to some trends in Major League Baseball and turn it forward to Friday as we've got 15 games that are going to be on the slate. We're able to make money on all of them. So we're going to be talking a little bit of Major League Baseball next right here on the look at on VEASAN. The Sports Bank Network, Greg Peterson, filling in for Scott Seidenberg. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look At is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they are available in 10 varieties and come in two strengths. So that way, you're easily able to find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It is available in 100,000 locations nationwide as well. Visit zen.com slash find the located store that is nearest you. ZYN.com slash find is where you go. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. And nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the look at with myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Seidenberg, who you saw do an amazing job on the nightcap. So he gets a little bit of a relief here because he wanted to be doing a great job of being able to fill in on there. Just sort of like the little bit of a cycle that you wind up having. Everyone winds up being able to do their role. And I've got my role carved out here. And we've got... Everyone behind the scenes doing a great job as well. You've got my wonderful producer, Jason, who has done a great job of being able to book this show out, have on a bunch of great guests. Oliver is our guy that winds up posting up every single hour of what we wind up doing here at VEASAN. VEASAN.com slash podcast. If you miss anything from this show, the nightcap, primetime action, follow the money, list goes on and on. Maybe you got you covered there, Taylor. Gets me set up on audio. And then Nick is our wonderful technical director. All the graphics that you wind up seeing on screen, he does a great job making everything look all smooth. So these guys, they all do their part. Now it's time for me to do my part and try to find you guys some money. And just want to pass along what we're seeing in Major League Baseball right now. Because when it comes to just being able to gauge trends, when it comes to so many different sports, I always think that Major League Baseball is the best of them. Because... When it comes to like college basketball, you're able to pick up on a little bit of something because obviously there are some teams that they perform a little bit better at home than on the road. You've got some teams with a very demonstrative home court advantage. Like I think under the radar, more people are figuring this out, but I mean like Grand Canyon, for instance, it's like going to a rave when you ever, they wind up having a home game. It's absolutely electric. So that is something that you always want to be taking a look at. But with major league baseball, it always feels like whenever the, bookmakers are zigging you sort of want to zag with regards to totals because what you notice the first three weeks out of the season in major league baseball darn near 60 percent of games have been going under the total and if you look at the last 30 days things have been able to iron out over the last 30 days this is from covers.com you've got 192 overs 187 under so 
right around 50.7% of games have wound up going over. And something that we're noticing as well is that it's been a little bit of a rough year for underdogs, and that's really manifested itself over the last 30 days. Straight up, favorites on the money line, 244 and 154, though. If you've been laying the run line with a lot of these own favorites, been a little bit more tough for you. There have been now 47 different instances over the last 30 days in which a home favorite, because they are 152 and 104 straight up, but just 105 and 147 on the run line have won by approximately one run, which tells you that we've had quite a few tight games. So I do think that that is always something very interesting to take a look at. And just a little bit of takeaway as well, as I know that there are many people that are sort of left without a home with regards to being able to get down action this time of year. I do a lot with regards to Major League Baseball, and what I think is so important when it comes to Major League Baseball is gauging everything via units and being able to just take a look at the juice itself that is laid because when it comes to a money line sport, obviously, it's about being able to pick the right team, but laying a, like, let's just throw out there, a minus 120 favorite, for instance. We're just spitballing a number here. Laying minus 120 versus minus 140. That can make a world of difference for you, and we really notice this with totals. We wound up seeing eight games of Major League Baseball on Thursday. There really wasn't a single game that landed on the total, and there was only one game that wound up landing even remotely close to the total. That would be the Minnesota Twins on the Cleveland Guardians game. I wound up being on the under in that game. It was a total that opened up at 8.5, closed at 8.5, really stayed at 8.5 all throughout the day. So, you wound up having a little bit of sweat there with that walk-off homer that the Cleveland Guardians wound up having. But if you wound up taking the under, really, regardless of time, you were able to get there. And you just take a look at what we wind up getting in Major League Baseball. Even though a lot of teams, they wind up averaging typically between about four to five runs per game, give or take a little bit your top offenses. They might be able to score a little bit more than five runs when it's all said and done. Your bottom offenses, I'm looking at you, the Detroit Tigers, will not be able to get to four runs throughout the season. But a lot of teams... They wind up falling in that range, but the variance is very big. Like with the Atlanta Braves versus Philadelphia Phillies game, it didn't matter what time you wanted betting the over or the under, you wanted being able to get there regardless of it because it was 14 to 4. So no matter what number you wanted taking on the over, you were able to get there. No matter when you wanted betting the under, well, unless if you wanted up taking something harebrained and ridiculous in game, that wound up going under. And I think that it's just so important that, especially when it comes to totals, you wind up being able to get better juice on it as well. Rather than laying like a minus 125 on an under, for instance, you probably would want to, instead of maybe taking like a half a run less. Like, for instance, if you're finding an under of nine at minus 125 and you're able to get an eight and a half under at, say, even juice, in some cases you might be able to get a plus 105, something of that nature, I would always be an advocate of being able to get that like even money juice rather than laying the minus 125 because. There are certainly going to be a few that winds up nipping you in the tuchus. They wind up stinging every single time it winds up happening. But baseball, it is certainly a sport for the grinders. And long term, just being able to have that savings of the juice of the 25 cents, it will wind up paying off for you long term, I have found. Because, I mean, there's just not a lot of games that they do wind up falling on the total. And I do think that we've got an intriguing one that wind up just coming onto the board. Most games, you are able to find these. Just pretty much all across Las Vegas at this point. Really, aside from the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers game, the Tigers, it looked like Alex Fiedo was going to be able to get the start. At this point, we have no idea who is going to be getting the start for the Detroit Tigers. So that is a game that is off the board. One game that wound up having really determined starters, but this one just wound up coming up at Circa. And 
really, that's the only place that I'm seeing this game right now. That'd be the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs, and ironically enough, it is the earliest game. So this is going to be a case in which it's probably going to wind up for a lot of people out there on the East Coast, being able to populate, being up and ready to bet right around like 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. If you're out here on the West Coast, much like myself, more around 5 a.m., but that'd be Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs. And right now, the opener of Circa, and we'll, I find this quite a bit, Circa with regards to these games in which they don't wind up having a number a lot of times overnight at a lot of books. They'll oftentimes be the first one to post it right around this time in which I'm doing this broadcast, which is 10, 15-ish p.m. Pacific time if you're out there on the East Coast, more around 1, 15, 1, 20 a.m. And they're going to post these. You will see quite a bit of movement with regards to this number, but as of right now, I'm seeing a blind of the Boston Red Sox being a minus 120, or yep, minus 129 favorite with Rachel on the mound and Adrian Sampson is going to be getting the start for the Chicago Cubs. He is a plus 118 and a total of nine. And when it comes to Wrigley Field, oftentimes you're not going to be seeing a total get posted up until the AM. So there's honestly not as much loss with a game like this being off the board just because Wrigley Field is unique onto itself in which the wind and how far it's blowing out slash in, how just intense the gusts are, that winds up determining a lot of what we're going to be seeing with this total. Now, I've taken a look at the forecast and Obviously, it's subject to change. I would be lying to you if I said that I was a weatherman, and I'm probably going to concern people here, but I was in weather and climate in college. I wound up getting a C- minus in that class, and I wound up celebrating because it meant that I was going to be able to get my degree because that's all I needed for the class. But with that said, when it comes to the wind right now, it looks like it's going to be blowing in right around 6 to 8 miles per hour, give or take a little bit, but a little bit of inward wind which is why you do currently have a total of nine. And I do think that it's a little bit too high. Richel, he has given up three runs or fewer in each out of his last five starts. Now, you do have a Boston Red Sox team that is just chock full of a bunch of guys who are able to get on base for you. As Jaron Duran, who wanted getting called up to the big leagues, he, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, along with Rafael Devers, are all hitting a 3-10 or better for this team. And when it comes to Rafael Devers, he has been able to do a good job of being able to leave the yard. 17 home runs thus far this season for the team. And with the Chicago Cubs, you do have quite a few guys that have been able to get on base. You've got Wilson Contreras, for instance, who's got right around a 375 on base along with Ian Happ. And Contreras, he's been able to give the team a double-digit amount of homers. And for the Chicago Cubs, it's a little bit of an interesting spot for them as well because they wound up having a night game on Wednesday against the Cincinnati Reds. And they pounded the tar out of the Cincinnati Reds. They were able to put up 15 runs. So that's more runs than we might be seeing out of the Bears in terms of points quite a bit this season. But you did wind up seeing a case which you did wind up having a couple guys wind up coming out of the bullpen. It is a Cubs bullpen over the last three days. They've got right around a six-ish ERA. But with the wind blowing in and with this being a day game because it's going to be having first pitch if you're looking local time right around 1 o'clock central time out here on the West Coast just after 11 a.m. is going to be first pitch in that one. But I do think that you're going to have Rich Hill be able to do a relatively solid job in that one. And then you do take a look at who's going to be going for the Chicago Cubs and Adrian Sampson. And he's actually been relatively solid ever since he wanted getting to Chicago last season. I still remember he was with the Lotte Giants of the KBO when he really didn't have much to bet on it during that 2020 pandemic year. He's been able to look like a different pitcher. But what does have me a little bit concerned is that last year he wound up having a 280 ERA and a 572 fielding independence. So I do think that you've got some relatively solid value here with the Boston Red Sox. And 
There's always value whenever this man winds up joining the show. Patrick Everson does a great job of being able to gauge so many things out here in Las Vegas, especially from a futures perspective. And he's going to be joining me next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Barn and A Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to be able to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details and as always, please do drink responsibly as we're back here on the look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be joined by this man. He is very well connected as to everything that we're seeing in Las Vegas. Always does a great job of being able to report upon all the big bets, all the big line moves that we wind up seeing at so many of these books. As we do have Patrick Everson joining me right here on the look at and Patrick, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Happy to stay up late. You and I, as we know, as we've known for quite some time now, uh, this is the best time zone. <laughs> yes, it certainly is. And typically when it comes to June 30th, July 1st, typically a lot of people are like, oh, this is a dead time of period in terms of sports and everything like that. But as you know, it has been anything but dead in terms of the NBA futures market because we've got Kevin Durant and all the controversy that's heading over there. We've got a lot that's going down with the Brooklyn Nets in general. We've got a lot of free agent signings. You've got to believe that we're going to be seeing some trades within the next few weeks as well. Just what has been going on in terms of the NBA futures market and where has the money really been heading here in the last few days? Yeah, it's been interesting. And it's really been interesting the last few days and even in the last few hours, Greg, with you know, with some of the news, with, with uh, the Suns locking down Booker and Durant you know, indicating that his preferences are Miami or Phoenix. So it, it really, even in the last few hours, has been some significant movement. And I was going back and forth on this with Drew Odell at BetMGM earlier tonight, BetMGM nationally. Uh, so this is the national picture, not just the Vegas picture. And right now, BetMGM has the Suns as the plus 550 favorites to win the NBA championship. They opened at 9-1. to one. Not, not really surprisingly at a, at a relatively low number because they've had a great team these last couple of seasons. But now the plus 550 favorites with Golden State actually tailing them. The Bucks actually between the Suns and the Warriors. You got the Suns at plus 550, the Bucks at 6-1, to one, and then the Celtics and the Warriors both at plus 650. So certainly some, some volatility, a little change at the top because I believe most books and probably including BetMGM – had the Warriors as the favorite when they first opened this market. Uh, and and it, some books didn't even wait until the NBA final finished to open next year's market. But when they opened, I think the Warriors were the favorite. And now they're the co-third choice at BetMGM. So I thought that was definitely interesting. Uh, you know, tickets and money, it's, it's kind of a, 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 similar, a similar situation. The Suns are certainly taking some money. The Warriors are taking some money. But what I think is interesting when you, when you break this down, when you look at the tickets and the money at BetMGM. They got Golden State taking the most tickets. Golden State also taking the most money. But you've got a few teams after them that are interesting. The Lakers are certainly interesting. They're number two in tickets and money. Not far behind Golden State at all in money. Then you've got the Suns, number three in both categories. The Clippers, number four in both tickets and money. And the Nuggets, 
number five in both tickets and money. So some interesting goings on for sure. Yep, and with the Nuggets, you wind up seeing Nikolai Jokic wind up getting paid over $250 million. And I feel like we wind up seeing this in just every single futures market because you mentioned it with the LA Lakers. There's a lot of people that they're going to be looking to get down some money in the next few weeks on the NFL market because that is going to be coming up college football as well. There's just always those name brands that they wind up getting money. Sometimes it is warranted. In the case of the LA Lakers, I don't think that it's very warranted whatsoever. And I always think that that's interesting to take a look at when it comes to public teams that have been taking a little bit of action, whether it be the NBA or elsewhere. What is always a few that wind up standing out to you? Because I mean, I I'm, was not surprised whatsoever when you wind up saying that the Lakers were taking some money, but I know this is certainly the case in the NFL right now as well. Yeah, it is. And you know, sticking with the NBA and the Lakers for a moment, they're always going to be a public team, and 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 I bet a good chunk of what BetMGM is seeing on it is some regional bias. They get a lot of money at BetMGM's properties up and down Las Vegas Boulevard, and certainly I assume on the mobile app for BetMGM and other and 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 all the other Vegas books. They're a popular, you know, Vegas is a, you know a quasi Lakers town, if you will, until such time as we get an NBA team, which uh, which may be in the offing. And in fact, right now at BetMGM, the Lakers are the number one liability. They are the they would be the lost leader for BetMGM at this point, should they, uh, you know, looking months and months and months out if they win a championship. From beyond that in liability, it gets kind of interesting. It's a little back and forth. A team or two you can see, two or three teams, you don't see it. It's clearly people taking flyers or hoping some really interesting things happen at free agency. But the Lakers are the number one liability for BetMGM, followed by the Pistons. Then the Golden State Warriors, no surprise there, tickets and money on them and, and the defending NBA champions. And then the Orlando Magic follow, which uh, go figure, there must just be a couple of decent plays at very long numbers. And then you've got the Oklahoma City Thunder, number five in liability. So kind of a hodgepodge in the liability, but the tickets and handles seem to be running to teams that uh, to a degree make sense. I'm kind of surprised that the Celtics aren't up there, that the Heat aren't up there, but uh it's very early, and you know there's not a whole lot in the pot, as you know, this early on. And I actually do think that the Clippers are going to be in for a little bit of a bounce back as well, but not at all surprised that you didn't wind up saying the Clippers either, just because it is very much a Lakers sound out there with Los Angeles, and we know this. There are a lot of people that come in during the weekends from Los Angeles to Las Vegas, and typically they aren't the ones that are betting on the LA Clippers as well, so it still is a ways away exactly. for them, but I know that you also did a great job. Take a look at a little bit of what we're going to be seeing for the upcoming NFL season as well. A lot of odds to be able to win the Super Bowl as well as Super Bowl MVP as well, which that is very much correlated because you're probably taking a team that you think is going to be able to win the Super Bowl with regards to Super Bowl MVP as well because and we haven't seen a Super Bowl MVP wind up coming from a losing team in quite a while. But what have you been seeing in terms of this market and what players and teams with regards to odds to be able to win the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP have really been catching a lot of action? Right. Let me back you up just a second. I've just got the, the regular, the, the season-long MVP, not the Super Bowl MVP. I missed okay. both. We were communicating pre. So we've got Super Bowl futures odds update and NFL MVP update. So not Super Bowl, not uh, – so the correlation's not there, but obviously it's going to take a great player to win the MVP and probably somebody who at least gets his team deep into the playoffs. But uh, talking Super Bowl, uh, I went back and forth with a couple of books today, talked with a spokesperson for WinBet, as well as uh, got some more information from Drew Odell at BetMGM. Uh, at, at WinBet, 
they opened the Bills and the Chiefs as the co-favorites, and now you've got Buffalo sitting, you know, sit, sitting uh, plus six fifty, second choice. Tampa Bay, the favorite at six to one, while Kansas City has peeled back a little bit to ten to one at WinBet, which is kind of interesting. The Buccaneers, they're taking the bulk of tickets, just slightly more than um, uh, than, than Buffalo. But the Buccaneers are taking their number one in money at WinBet as well. And they are taking twice as much money as Buffalo, which is number two in money. So uh, there's not a huge discrepancy in ticket count, but there is in money. The money is definitely flowing. You know, what, what money is in the pot early on is definitely heavily tilted toward the Bucks, the number one choice there. And I got to assume right now, in fact, the WinBet Sportsbook has said Tampa Bay is our worst result right now. And they actually opened 35 to 1. You remember that, yeah, the, the Brady retirement and then the unretirement and so on. So they, they, are, they were pretty long out there, and now they're the 6 to 1 favorite. So there are probably a few tickets out there, Greg, as you know, that are at some pretty juicy numbers, uh, much, much, much better than the current 6 to 1 favorite status that Tampa Bay sits at. No question about it. There's going to be a lot of liability on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season. And you just brought it up a lot of movement in terms of their odds, just because. We were thinking that Tom Brady was done, and then on Selection Sunday, I remember very well because Selection Sunday is always a holiday for me. Tom Brady decides, up, oh, you know what? You He's going to be back in the <laughs> fold. And there's one, there's one result that I want to ask you about, and it's just so interesting to take a look at this one. I've been hearing and been seeing a lot of reports that right now one of the worst results for the books is the Chicago Bears to go over their season win total, which at a lot of places is right around six to six and a half. What have you been hearing on this front? Because typically you wind up hearing about a bunch of overs being bad for the books. In this case, everyone just seems to be betting on the Chicago Bears under their win total. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Maybe just feeling like I haven't looked into that one lately, but in in reporting on this in, in, in previous months, as these numbers started to come out at, at different books, you know, and you say what you're hearing, they're looking at under rather than over, right? Yep, they're looking at under. And, and I think they're, you know, maybe a new coach, maybe not all that convinced in the quarterback situation because really, as, as you know, the quarterback is going to drive the bus in the NFL. And, uh, and if people don't have faith in that quarterback, they may think uh, under six and a half has some, has some value to it. Uh, personally, I just wouldn't mess with the Chicago Bears at all because I have no idea what to make of them. But uh, I, I, don't, I hardly consider myself a sharp better. I would never say so. Uh, and if there are smarter guys who feel like it's worth it to have their money tied up for several months on the under, I got to think they know what uh, they, they know what they're doing, you know? And something that is always worth it, getting you on the show, Patrick. Patrick Everson does an absolutely amazing job reporting upon all that we're seeing out here in the betting market. So a big thanks to him. And coming in next, going to take a look at a little bit of Major League Baseball for Friday right here on The Look at on VSIM, the Sports Bank Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for just $19. You get everything that VSIN has to offer. Now through the end of July, sign up and you'll be able to get VEASAN's daily best bets from Adam Burke on the diamond. You're also going to get great NFL preseason coverage. We're ramping up for that. Premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR to go along with it. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which includes daily best bets and email for all of them, every single edition of Point Spread Weekly, used for our betting tools, live video streaming as well. Cost is just $19 to be a subscriber now through July 31st. And is at vsin.com slash summer as it is a look at with myself greg peterson a big thanks to patrick everson does a great job reporting upon everything that's going down in vegas and really nationwide with regards to betting markets he wound up joining me in the last segment we wound up seeing a very eventful day with regards to what has been happening with regards to the nba so it was great to be able to get his thoughts there along with what we're going to be seeing in terms of the nfl mvp market as long with odds to be able to win the super bowl as well and Going to be talking a little bit more football in our number two, as well as we're going to be welcoming on a gentleman that does a great job being able to break it all down in Matt Landis. And we're also going to be looking at UFC 276 in our number two, as Dan Vreeland does an amazing job there. And along the way, we're going to be taking a look at this MLB card, which we're going to be doing in this segment, because I mentioned at the top 
that we've got a very interesting sort of travel spot here for the New York Yankees. How about if we wind up hitting upon that game? 9-15, 9-16, as it is the Yankees. They're on the road. They're taking on the Cleveland Guardians at Aaron Savali. Going to be getting the ball for Cleveland. And Garrett Cole on the bump for the Yankees. And the Yankees are finding themselves one of the biggest favorites on the board. Anywhere between about a minus 210 to a minus 220. And if you're looking at the Guardians, really the low point that you're finding is between about a plus 180 to a plus 185. I'm seeing as high as where I'm sitting right now, a plus 197 on the Guardians. And I think you've just gotten to a point in which the Guardians are worth a flyer here. I was willing to take anything pretty much of a plus 180 or greater. So I'm going to be on the Cleveland Guardians in this spot because I do think that you have to take a look at the travel with the New York Yankees. Are the Yankees a little bit of a better team and do they wind up having the better pitcher in this game? Oh, absolutely. Garrett Cole, gotta also keep in mind, he's actually like second worst in terms of the rotation, in terms of ERA, because the Garrett Cole, I guess you'd call it name brand, I feel like it's a little bit overvalued at this point. He's been able to have a solid season, especially after what we wound up seeing towards the beginning of the campaign where he wound up having that one start in which he couldn't wind up making it two strong innings against the Detroit Tigers. But also keep in mind with Garrett Cole, his road ERA is nearly a full point higher than it is at home. And for Aaron Savali, that's been a no good, very bad, terrible year for him at this point. He's got a 720 ERA. He has been giving up quite a bit of the deep ball. He's been walking right around three guys per nine innings, but there's reason to believe that he's been getting relatively unlucky this season. His ERA is currently at 720. His fielding independent is 448. So I'm not going to go out here and say that Aaron Savali should be like, he has made, I believe, 10 starts thus far this season. It's actually nine. I'm not going to go out here and say that he should be like 9-0 with like a buck 50 ERA or anything like that, but he certainly has been getting a little bit of bad luck on balls in play. Last year, he wound up averaging 7.8 hits per nine innings. This year, it's one up to 11.5. So opponents are really finding holes on him. I think that he is playing a little bit for the sins of last season because last season, he had 1.7 home runs per nine innings. He had a 3.84 ERA and a 12-5 record. I thought that he got incredibly lucky last season. This year, it's a complete opposite. He's gotten incredibly unlucky. And for Aaron Savali, he is backed up by a bullpen of the Cleveland Guardians, as relatively solid, though it is a little bit more tired, much like that of the New York Yankees, as the Yankees, they wound up having to play another game here on Thursday. They were one of the few teams that did not wind up having off, so both of these teams a little bit more taxed, like Emmanuel Classe. He wound up having to throw quite a few innings in that double-dip series that we wound up seeing with the Minnesota Twins, where they wound up playing pretty much five games in four days, but with the Guardians as well. You've got someone like an Eli Morgan that's able to eat up multiple innings along Sam Hentages. Both of these guys are former starters. That's going to be big for them. And for the New York Yankees, you got Wandy Peralta and Clay Holmes, both rested, both ready to go. This is a Yankees team that, in terms of bullpen ERA, they are currently in the top two of the big leagues. They and the Houston Astros wind up entering 1-2. It all depends upon how many bullpen innings. These teams honestly wind up throwing on Friday or on Thursday as to who's number one and who's number two because it was pretty much dead even between those two teams going into that game. Meanwhile, for the Cleveland Guardians, and they're sitting right around eighth in terms of bullpen area. They've been able to do a relatively solid job with guys like Trevor Stevens and company being able to step up now. The one thing that you'll notice with the Cleveland Guardians, they just have not been able to have the deep ball working at home, aside from when they really need it, because Andre Jimenez winds up having a walk-off homer on Thursday. You wind up seeing it with Josh Naylor living up to his name, nailing a home run on Wednesday, but... For the Cleveland Guardians, they are currently 28th in the league in terms of home runs per game with a half a home run per game at home, which I do find to be a little bit stark, but 
With that said, you also do have a guy that I feel like needs a little bit of recognition for the MVP race at this point, and Jose Ramirez. Ramirez has been able to hit nearly a 300. He's been able to go deep 16 times, north of 60 RBI thus far for him, but the guys around him haven't been able to get on base. Someone like an Oscar Gonzalez. I mentioned before, Andre Semenis. These guys are hitting right around 300. Steven Kwan, he cooled off from the just ridiculous batting average he wound up having the first couple weeks of the season, but still, he's hitting about a 280. Someone like an Owen Miller is able to get on base, and then when it comes to the New York Yankees, they've got a duel in Anthony Rizzo along with Aaron Judge, who already have 50 home runs this season. On top of that, you've got guys like a John Carlos Santon, Glaber Torres hitting between about a 245 to a 250, and for Santon, he's now been able to crank out 19 home runs this season, so he's been able to do a great job there, but Cleveland has been playing relatively pitcher-friendly thus far this season, so that could wind up working to the disadvantage of the New York Yankees. Do the Yankees have a little bit of a leg up in terms of the bullpen? I do think so, just because the Guardians, with that double dip that they wound up playing a little bit earlier in the week, they did wind up having to get quite a few innings out there, and no question, Garrett Cole, a little bit of a better starter here than Aaron Savali, but should we really be making a Yankees team that, once again, a historic start to the season for them, but do they warrant being north of a $2 favorite in this scheduling spot with all the travel that they wound up having to accrue the last few days because they had these strange one-game series, once again, against the Houston Astros, which I don't know about you, but I'll never get used to seeing a one-game series out there in Major League Baseball, but they went from Wednesday playing against the Oakland A's at home, Thursday they're playing against the Houston Astros on the road, now they have to travel to Cleveland for an afternoon game on Friday, so that is just, in my opinion, a very, very tough spot in general for the Yankees to be at, so I'm going to be winding up taking a plus price here with the Cleveland Guardians personally, and when it comes to total, I'm going to be taking a look at it over. You've got a very prolific offense in the New York Yankees. I think that there's going to be a little bit of positive progression with the way that the Guardians are going to be able to crank out home runs at home, because I do think that this is a Guardians team that they're a little bit brought the power, but I do think that we're going to see a little bit of an upward swing there, especially with the weather warming up a little bit out there in Cleveland. I still remember a few years ago, Cleveland was actually one of the best over teams in Major League Baseball when they were at home this year. They just have not been able to get that deep ball going. So I'm going to be taking a look at an over on eight in this spot, and I'm going to be taking a little bit of a look at the plus price of the Cleveland Guardians. Unfortunately, when it comes to the AL Central teams, Royals and Tigers currently off the board, but I can give you guys a little bit of thoughts right now if we wind up getting a little bit more of a confirmed starter. That would be absolutely terrific, but I'm figuring that this was going to be a Tigers bullpen game against the Kansas City Royals, and it is going to be a case in which an eight or less, I'd be looking at an over an eight and a half or higher to the under. If the Tigers wind up going with some form of a bullpen game, I'd be willing to set them as a favorite of right around a minus 130. Brad Keller is going to be the confirmed starter for the Kansas City Royals, and his home and road splits have not been as bad this season as they have been in the past, but you do take a look at this Kansas City Royals bunch, and they have been dreadful in terms of their bullpen. This is a Royals team that's in the bottom five of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA, and now Josh Shamout, who is starting to come on for that bullpen, he is currently out of the fold for this team. Scott Barlow has been able to do a solid job, but you're really relying upon a lot of guys that we're going to call it what it is. They're relatively untrustworthy, and for the Kansas City Royals, they've been dealing with injuries all season long to Salvador Perez. Right now, the only guy with a double-digit amount of homers is Bobby Wood Jr. As a collective, they're in the bottom 10 in the big leagues in terms of batting average. They really don't draw a lot of walks, and for all the mishaps of the Detroit Tigers, and four of the five starters from that rotation on opening day have been out of the fold recently for the Tigers, and the lone remaining one, Tariq Skubal, He's actually been relatively terrible thus far. 
in the month of or in the summer months of general last month. He wound up giving up three plus runs in all five of his starts. But for the Detroit Tigers, despite the fact that their bullpen has been put in some strange situations, they're number four in bullpen ERA. So if this winds up turning into a case in which they wind up calling someone up from the minors to be able to eat a couple innings and then they need the bullpen to go five or six, or if they just go with a full-on bullpen game, you can actually feel relatively secure about the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers have played north of 60% of their games to the under because you just take a look at it. Jameer Candelario, Jonathan Scope, Spencer Torkelson, Eric Koss, Javi Baez. You're able to go down the list of guys hitting a 225 or lower. It has been terrible. They are by far dead last in the big leagues in terms of runs per game. They are last in terms of home runs per game. So I'm looking at a little bit of a lower total in this one, but with the Detroit Tigers and their sheer pitching, a bullpen game might not honestly be the worst look if you're able to get them at a relatively cheap price. And coming up next right here on the look at, I wind up doing an article for DK Nation every single day. We're going to dive into my pick for that next right here on the look at on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back. With 12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. There's two ways to win. There's two ways. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.